Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Friday morning. I'm sure everybody's excited that uh, it's finally the weekend. Uh, it is tragic that we have to uh, endure endure five days a week of work and only get two days off. I think it should be quite the opposite. I think we should only have to work two days and be off uh, the others. So, but unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. But uh, it is what it is. But then again, uh, apparently a lot of people is taking a permanent vacation and living off the government. And uh, because everywhere you go, everybody's hiring and can't get people to work anymore. And uh, I'm telling you, it is uh, setting ourselves up for socialism. There's uh, people getting too dependent upon the government. And these, uh, I know these little stimulus checks and stuff are nice. And you feel like you're getting extra money. But uh Tanya, we're going down a slippery slope, guys. I don't know if you realize that or not. I've been me and Brandy and Madison was uh, in Florida. Uh, well, on our way back, we stopped at a McDonald's, and I tell you, I really, really felt sorry for those individuals. They were so short-handed. I bet they went three or four people working there. I mean, buzzers going off. I mean, they were literally running. I felt sorry for that manager. He kept hollering to the people, "Are you coming back tomorrow? Are you coming back tomorrow?" And people I waiting to get their order, and you see, they were busy, and you had these smart aleck people uh getting them a hard time and hollering at them and uh, because they wasn't uh, getting their food uh, in the time frame they wanted and uh it, it i thought you know you sit there and see these people are busy i mean are frantic you know running trying to get these orders out and uh, these people give them a hard time and it just makes me mad you know of course then again i've I've got I've I've worked in a lot of different places, so I know what it's like to be on the receiving end. Maybe that's why I'm a little more sensitive <laughs> to these individuals' plight than others would be. So, let's see here who all we have watching this morning. We got Jennifer Honeycutt, Michelle Fox Harris, Miss Mousy herself, the legend that is Miss Mousy, <laughs> and uh, Randy Young. We got Terry Eric Webb, Darlene Barker. Uh, let's see here, Mr. Mike Hensley. So we got some. Wonderful people watching this morning, and thank you so much for tuning in. Well, let's go ahead and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance, if you have the ability. Uh, good morning, Juanita White. Let's, have, let's go ahead and stand here, if you can. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise God for... And we do live in a wonderful, wonderful country. I hope you all don't ever take for granted what we have. <clears throat> like I said, uh, I was talking about this yesterday. I mean, you know, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a reason why people are killing themselves to get in this country. And because this is the greatest country in the world. I know that those from the liberal agenda consider that elitism and that how dare us to say that we are superior. We are. We, we have been innovators. We have, uh, have done things and accomplished things that no other country has. We are one of the most generous uh, countries uh, to help others around us. Uh, believe it or not, uh, we are probably one of the least racist countries in the, not the media would tell you that, uh, more treated more equally here. That I mean, you know, the, our, our, the principles and values of this country has, is, you know, used to couldn't be questioned. Now it is getting to be the point where they make Sodom and Gomorrah look like a picnic on Sunday. It's, it's getting really bad. But 
Of course, we know Biden is nothing more than a, a puppet, and uh, I don't know who's pulling his strings, but, uh, you know, it makes you wonder sometimes when he comes out and says, well, I'm not allowed to say this, or I'm not allowed to do this, and and uh, when he do, does go off his uh, note cards and, and reading, he, he acts like a lunatic. So, uh, you know, but anyway, uh, one of the things that uh, we do need to be praying about, though, is uh, uh, all those families of Surfside, uh, Florida, uh, where that, that's crazy how that building just collapsed. A 40 year old building just collapsed the way it did. Uh, they was talking about this morning. I forgot what they called it. Uh, I don't what they called it now. But anyway, what happens, they said, they think is particularly in places. See, that was facing, that's how I was facing the ocean. And they said that what happens a lot of times that salt, um, of course, obviously, it, salt and metal doesn't go well together. The rebar and such in there gets corroded. In fact, he said what professor was talking about, um, uh, that it was sinking so many inches a year or something to that effect. And so they're already trying to do some studies. But anyway, that when that rebar obviously rusted and corroded, they think that's what happened, caused that to collapse. So, you know, but one thing I can't help but think of, you know, here are these people probably went to bed. Day was as mundane as the one before. Uh, went to work, play, whatever, come home, go to bed. You know, just one day after, and then something like that. Have got 99 missing. You know, one confirmed dead, and they're trying to find these individuals. Uh, don't take for granted your life. You know, uh, sometimes we get in this rut. Sometimes we get into these um, mundane areas of our lives where one bleeds into the next. And uh, don't uh, don't take for granted what we're given. Uh, God is, you know, Word has always said we're we are but a vapor. We're only here for a little while, and uh, you just never know, you know, uh, when our, our our ticket will be punched. And that's why it's imperative. Now, that's not to say that to scare you, but to make you understand the reality of how temporary our situation is on this earth and that we need to be looking towards the eternal uh, and uh, realizing where our hope is at, where our strength is at, what we have to look forward to. It is nothing to fear. I know a lot of people get anxiety and, and, and get uh, really scared and tore up about death. And I'm going to tell you right now, ain't nobody going to get out of this world alive. <laughs> All right? I mean, so if you are a child of God, there's nothing to be anxious about. There's nothing to be scared about because what does God's word tell us? To be absent of the bodies, be present the Lord. That God is with us through life and through death. And so to fear something that you have no control over is ridiculous. So what we've got to do is make the best use of time. So we need to pray for these families. I, I couldn't imagine the heartache and worry, wondering, uh, you know, if your family member's alive or dead or what's going on in that situation. And um, also be in prayer uh, Sunday evening at um, 7.30. I will be bringing the, the prayer uh, there will be meeting at elementary, uh, I'm sorry, Gray Elementary at 730. Uh, there's a young lady by the name of Daisy Dillon. Uh, she, uh, unfortunately, she was in a uh, tragic car accident. And situation don't look, uh, don't look the best in the world. But hey, you know, there's nothing impossible for God. And, and if it's God's will, he can pull her right through this. So I mean, there's no reason to, to lose hope in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But I'll be, they asked me to, to do the prayer. So immediately following our evening service at 6, I'll be heading out to, to Gray Elementary. If you all would like to be a part of that community event, I'm sure they would. Uh, the families there would appreciate that. All right, let's go ahead and look at our verses this morning. We're going to look at, uh, good morning, Jerry Keller, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Now, of course, the slide will show 4 and 5, but I would I think it's important to incorporate verse 3 as well. So if you have your 
Bible's handy, be sure and uh, look those up. But 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, I understand the the slide may have uh, had the wording a hair different. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, and a lot of times these slides, I just have to try to do the best I can to get the, to find the closest in my Google searches I can to what we're going to be reading. Uh, you know, remember, you know, obviously we are in a warfare. All right? And uh, George S. Patton Jr., you all may have heard of him. He said, may God have mercy on my enemies because I won't. You know, our spiritual warfare, uh, the sin in which we deal with and how the devil attacks and comes after us and chases after us. And there seems like every moment, every second of the day, I don't know about you, but I'm constantly finding thoughts and attitudes and actions. And, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. But, uh, you know, as we know, the, the, the enemy is shifty, shifty. Uh, he is hidden. He is armed. He is patient. And, uh, and he knows that, uh, we are, you know, hopefully you're on your guard, that you're, you're on the, the defensive, offensive, that you're, you're ready for that battle at hand. And so he knows how to coordinate. He knows how to attack. He knows your weaknesses. He knows all these things. And so he knows exactly where to shoot that fiery dart. And before you know it, Man, it's right there. You know, that's why we have to have that shield of faith. We have to have the sword of the Spirit put on the breastplate of righteousness. We have to be armed, prepared, and be ready for that battle each and every day. And he's looking for that weak spot. And just as soon as you think things are going good, you start to lower that shield a little bit. It's full-on attack in every way possible. But um, J.A.J.I. Packer, you can look him up, says, put it this way, sin is always at work in the heart. A temporary lull in in its assault means not that it's dead, but that it is very much alive. So, you know, as we see, you know, there's, um, when we look at these verses in particular, all right, we look at these strongholds, if you will, and you can look at them as a type of mental block. And uh, that, Satan is trying to put in your path to hinder your growth as a Christian. Now realize uh, these strongholds could look in uh, different ways. It may could look at uh, atheism. Look, uh, it'll be agnosticism. You know, it can it can manifest itself in different ways. For us as Christians, it may be the mental block, may be anger, it may be anxiety, it may be depression. You know, it may be loneliness. There may be several things. Uh, within those realms uh, that we have to fight and look at. You know, there's been a lot of things in my life that I've had to deal with. I've never understood it at the time. Uh, you know, looking back, I can understand why I went through what I did because now I'm able to use that to help someone else. In fact, I got an email uh, a few days ago um, from an individual. They said uh, a friend of theirs uh, had uh, was dealing with a loss and they wasn't real sure what to do, so they'd been listening to this friend talk, and and uh, I uh, I told him, so I'll be honest with you, ninety nine percent or ninety percent of of counseling is just listening. You know, sometimes it just it's not me really even saying anything. It's just allowing that individual to to get that off their chest, uh, to just be able to display that emotion. Just knowing somebody is listening uh, can go a long way uh, in dealing in a counseling type situation. 
But, you know, in my life, I have, I've told you before, I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with loneliness. I've dealt with anger. I've uh, uh, dealt with a lot of these different things that uh, we have to fight with each and every day. And it allows me, see, to uh, to uh, relate. Just as this friend I was talking about, he's able to relate to his friend because the, he experienced some of the same losses that his friend is going through. And that's one thing that helps us as Christians. That's how we're able to build each other up. That's why it's important uh, to be in the church uh, physically. Uh, like I said, the, the Internet is a, is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful tool. Glad it's there. We wouldn't be able to meet this morning if it wasn't for the Internet. Uh, but, however, I think through the pandemic, it was getting bad anyway, but through the pandemic, I think it has increased uh, that desire to stay home as opposed to meeting physically at the church. And it's important that we do so, so we can be surrounded by like-minded believers, uh, re- under, talking to individuals who may who can relate through some of the same things that we ourselves are battling, because it's very easy to feel like I'm the only one. Why does God mess with me? Why does God deal with me? Because it is, you know, I, you, know you feel like it... Um, uh, you are the only one that's going through that situation. You know, it's like, why me, God? Why am I going through this? But when you can get out there and talk to individuals, you realize I'm not alone. You know, there's other people fighting the same thing. And maybe, you know, my wife's gone on me sometimes saying maybe I share too much about myself. Maybe I do. But I just want you to realize that you're not alone. There's a lot of pastors out there with a superior attitude who act like they have reached a, a level of spiritual enlightenment that nobody else has. Maybe they have. I don't know. But the, most of them I'd be like just full of themselves and you know i always just try to be real and just try to be myself so that you can understand that hey i've been there too and I'm, i may be going through it now you know and i understand these things that we have to be armed we have to be ready for that battle and for that fight you know even the apostle paul you know as we're reading this here in second corinthians 10 he was dealing through some lot of things while he's re- writing this uh he was dealing with these false apostles if you will and they were trying to say that uh, Paul, oh, he's big, bad, and tough when he when he's writing, but he's he's cowardly in person. You know, that's kind of makes you think of uh, Facebook to a certain extent. There's a lot of people out there who are big, bad, and tough behind the keyboard, but you confront them face to face, they cower back like a uh, whatever cowers back. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, uh, and I've always been the type of person. I ain't going to say nothing on Facebook. I won't say it to your face, you know. In fact, I've, I've went to the far extreme of wanting to meet individuals, which was not a godly attitude, and I apologize for that. But uh, sometimes, uh, again, like the old temper gets uh, gets away from the The redneck side gets away from me to a certain extent. Now that I'm big, bad, and tough, I, in fact, uh, my wife and daughter probably beat me up. So I, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to act like I'm uh, tough. And uh, so I know it's straight to imagination. But... You know, even Paul's having to deal with criticism, having to deal uh, with these things, these frontal attacks that he was receiving. And you see what a mighty man of God he was. So don't think it's anything strange or odd when you're going through attacks. It ain't fun. You know, the, the battles are tough and are, and it's hard and you want out. You know, it's easy to be discouraged. It's easy to get down. It's easy to want to give up. Trust me, I have been there. And that's some things that I've been battling myself here lately. And wondering, you know, if I, you know, if the Lord even, you know, am I, you know, what do you want me to do, you know, kind of thing, you know, is there, is there a, a sin in my life that I need to, to confront that I'm not dealing with it? Maybe that's why these things are, you know, I don't know, but we have to seek the Lord out daily and understand that we are in this spiritual battle and we are in it together. You know, uh, I was in the Air Force, but obviously I wasn't in there long because uh, I hurt my back and had to send me home. But what small amount of time I was in there, uh, there was already a, com- uh, a camaraderie 
among those within my platoon, uh, getting to know each other and depending on each other. Of course, I told you all about the night that uh, they woke me up. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I'm surrounded by all these guys. I thought if I'd done something, they're going to beat me to death. I didn't know what was going on. And they asked me to pray because they were scared. Uh, a lot of them boys, I was, a little, I was 27 when I went in the Air Force. Of course, obviously, I was a lot older than a lot of them boys that were in there. They were scared and worried and away from home. And I still to this day don't understand because I never told anybody that my dad was a pastor about church. I didn't have an opportunity. I mean, we, as soon as we uh, flew, we had a, we stopped off in Missouri for a brief second and flew on into San Antonio. They come and got us on the bus. You didn't speak. I mean, you know, it was just boom, boom, boom. I mean, you didn't have time to, to socialize. And I still, and all that I think of just had to be the Lord. Uh, what they saw something in me that I did, I don't understand uh, but they woke me up and said will you pray over us and uh, we're, we're worried and we're scared and uh, far from home and uh, uh, as, uh, so I prayed over them and I think that as Christians we that's why one reason why we need that not to forsake the assembling of ourselves because we need to build that camaraderie and understand there's a lot of other people out there who are scared and worried and lonely and depressed uh, you know, we, we have a lot of people who are retired. We have a lot of people who are aging. We have a lot of empty nesters. We've got a lot of people who are going through chapters of their lives they've never experienced and may never thought they would experience. And so they may be just as scared and lonely as the 20-year-old or the 16-year-old or whatever. And so understand that God is there and that we are in this spiritual battle. And that uh, even though that we see these strongholds, so we, we have, just as we're reading here in Second uh, Corinthians 10, uh, one thing it says, For the weapons of warfare are not flesh and blood, but have the divine power to destroy strongholds. Realize that. That God gives us that power. I think some Christians uh, don't realize the amount of power that they have. It's not their power. It's God's power within them to help them to destroy the very things. You know, I told you, I don't know, I probably quote this, the, these verses ad nauseum, but I, you know, they are very important verses to me. But Philippians 4, 6, and 7, to be anxious for nothing. Remember that. Now, there's a lot of people dealing with anxiety. To be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Those are very powerful verses. Why? So we can destroy those strongholds that are in our minds that's trying to bring us down through all these things that we have to deal with mentally. Mental, mental illness is a, is a very real thing. But there's a spiritual warfare that can create these, these mental roadblocks to try to hinder us in our walk with Christ. Remember, our life here is but temporary. We have to look towards the eternal and know where our strength is at and look towards. See, when I, I told you before, I, I used to like to run. I wish I could run today. I'd give anything. I'd get this weight off and be able to run again. I love it. I know it sounds crazy, but I love it. But one thing I, I told you before, I zero in. I focus on that finish line. And I give it my all. And I run it as if it's going to be my last race. And that's one thing you have to do in this Christian race that we are in. You've got to give it your all. You've got to zero in on that finish line. You've got to block out who's behind you, who's beside you, who's ahead of you. And you've got to just focus and, and complete the course. No matter how steep the hills get and no matter uh, how tired you get. Sometimes like your, your lungs going to explode out of your chest. Your heart's about to beat out of your chest. 
You've got to keep pushing forward. And we're going to hit some steep hills in this Christian life, but realize where your strength comes from, and we have to complete the race. So don't get distracted by these other things, but stay focused on what's important. Stay focused on Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for another opportunity to spread this gospel message and to do this teaching this morning. I pray that you be with all those who are watching, that you will lead them, guide them, protect them, encourage them, help them in their uh, daily battles that we have to deal with each and every day. Strengthen and encourage. And Lord, help them to be motivated. Help them to get on fire for the things of Jesus Christ. And Lord, for those watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Lord, as I pray every morning, I pray for our nation's leaders, our president, vice president, they'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, I do want to lift up uh, Mr. Murph, Roger Winters, Ron Thompson. Uh, Lord, I pray for Kim Penix, Wendy Lee, Donnie Cutshaw. Lord, I pray for Larry and Donna Knight. Uh, I pray for uh, Wendy Lee, Kim Penix, Ginger Hood, Troy, Linda David Feathers, uh, so many others, those who are dealing with loss, uh, this young lady that we'll be praying over uh, Sunday. And Lord, she'll bring healing upon her, help her family during this difficult time. Lord, be with us all. Let us be a light in this world of darkness. And Lord, let us serve you with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And uh, don't forget, uh, Sunday morning, uh, 118 Julie Lane. I had some people calling. Uh, I had a guy call me uh, uh, the office. And he said, uh, I come to, he said, where were you? And I was like, I'm sorry. He said, where were you? I said, I'm don't understand what you're asking me. He said, uh, we come to church Sunday, nobody was there. And I said, well, you know, of course, we, I was kind of confused because we got those big banners in the front of the church that says, Car and Bach Show, Danny Moon High School. Anyway, I said, we was at Danny Moon High School and uh, for our Car and Bach Show. He says, okay, that's what I thought and hung up. <laughs> I was like, okay, if you, that's what you thought. To, I don't know. That was really confusing to me. So, but anyway, we'll be at 118 Julie Lane. We'll be at our church this Sunday morning at 11 a.m. when church service starts. Uh, Dr. Vicky will be bringing the morning message, and he said his sermon title is Writing Your Own Epitaph will be his morning message. And then I'll be bringing the evening message, Lord willing, at 6 p.m. We'll continue our study in Deuteronomy. I think we'll be on chapter 4. And uh, then at 7.30 p.m. we'll be at... Uh, uh, Gray Elementary School and be praying over this young lady and for her family. So be sure and make plans to come out and join us, and uh, you'll be glad you did. So I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last.